Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion for current players, where if you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. All you've got to do is opt into the promotion. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See the website for details. And speaking of $20 in free bets, on the Tuesday podcast, we shared a story of how Brandon Dubray and Mike Poole won on a 1,001 to one long shot on an F1 race that turned $30 into $30,000. The story is incredible. Brandon used a free bet credit from one of his accounts that he had to make the bet. It's a great example of taking advantage of a promotional offer and what could possibly happen with it. Joining me on the show to jam about both NFL and college football action is the host of the Covering the Number podcast, Matthew Peralt. But what I want to jam about first quickly is the hype train. Right now, there's a big hype train for Daniel Jones. Kyle Allen also had a great game for the Panthers, and Gardner Minshew is getting love for the Jags. It's very easy for us to overreact to what we just saw. All three of them have very limited experience, but are coming off wins. This can cause us to blindly think that the party is just going to keep on going instead of thinking about the regression to the mean. What is the most likely outcome? Be careful buying into the hype as you may miss an opportunity for value for being on the other side. A great example of this is Sam Darnold last season. He led the Jets to a blowout win on the road versus the Lions in week one, throwing two touchdowns and completing 76 of his passes, only to follow it up by losing to the Dolphins at home the following week by eight. While he did throw for 334 yards, he did throw two INTs as the Jets scored only 12 points. The Jets would then lose their next two games as he didn't throw for more than 169 yards in either game. This son of beats all night. He chick, chick, chick. He tripped me. Before we get to the games, from our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. Show me the money! We've got a combo platter of NFL and college football action on the horizon to help you be a more informed better. Joining me on the show is Matthew Peralt, host of the Covering the Number podcast and pushing the odds on SB Nation Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Matt, super excited to have you on the show. Appreciate the invite. A lot of fun. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a good start to the football season. appreciate the opportunity to come on. So we're very community-driven with the Sharp 600, and I put out, hey, what would you like to see us jam about on the show? So the first three topics are user-generated. This one comes from Jonathan DeCam. Through three weeks, your most overrated NFL team or your most overrated undefeated NFL team and your 0-3 team that could make the playoffs. So let's start with the 3-0 and teams, the one that we might think is overrated. And to set the stage, we've got the Bills, Patriots, Chiefs, Cowboys, Packers, Lions, Rams, and 49ers. 
So which of those teams do you think is the most overrated? At the moment, it's the Buffalo Bills. But I think the Lions would be in that conversation as well. But to me, I think we're going to see what happens. Everyone falls in love with Buffalo this weekend, and the Patriots coming to town in the, in the Bills Mafia, believing that they've got a shot here in this game coming up on Sunday. So to me, it's Buffalo, given the level of competition. And look, great interception at the end of the game, but that was a drive for the Bengals to go ahead and win that game outright, and they just turned the football over. So they were lucky to win that game at home last week against a Bengals team, which I think is absolute garbage. So to me, it's the Buffalo Bills. My wife is from Buffalo originally. She's a member of Bills Mafia, so there's a <laughs> soft spot in my heart for the Bills. However, I would tend to agree with you. One stat that I like to look at for this is point differential. The Bills plus 19 point differential on the season, beating the Jets, Giants, and Bengals. And looking over to the Lions, they're the real answer. Just a plus six point differential. They're in a tough division. The only one in football where every team has a winning record and positive point differential. So yeah. those are sort of the things that I'm looking at underneath the hood. So now, next thing, 0-3 team to make the playoffs. we got the Dolphins, Jets, Bengals, Steelers, Broncos, Redskins, and Cardinals. There's really only one answer to this in Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's just based on pedigree. It's based on coaching, and it's based on the fact that we got to see exactly what Baltimore's going to look like. Cleveland's in real trouble, and the division – Look, this is why I was talking about it all summer long about fading the Browns and fading the Browns to win the division, and I thought the Steelers would do so. But, yeah, I know the Rossberger injuries is definitely damaging, but Mason Rudolph is not horrible, and the defense has got to get fixed. I get that. Every 0-3 team has got a crap defense, in particular with the Arizona Cardinals, which probably would be my second pick in this if Kyler Murray starts to figure things out. But if I'm going with one team, I don't think any of them make the playoffs, by the way. I think all 0-3 teams are going to miss the playoffs. But if I have to pick one, I'll pick Pittsburgh. Yeah, and for me, I've got a Pittsburgh winning the division ticket. And like you said, I actually took the under on the Browns season win total because I've been fading them as well. So the way that I thought about this is one of these teams is going to have to win the division. And mm -hmm. the Steelers are the only team that I see that has a legitimate shot. They haven't played any divisional games yet. And Lamar Jackson, here's the thing. He's a mobile quarterback, meaning he's more prone to injury potentially. As we've seen the number of quarterbacks who have gone down uh, injuries are happening in the NFL all of the time. So really, an injury to Lamar Jackson, that would completely shift the landscape because that division would become wide open then. Absolutely, yeah. And, and look, that's a great point about mobile quarterbacks and the potential for getting, getting him injured. And look, I love Kyler Murray. I don't want to completely crap on the Cardinals because I do like what they've done. I think mean, the tie in the first game was really big and going on the road and showing that they can play on the road against the Ravens on the East Coast was a nice performance. But the defense got exposed so brutally this past weekend by the Panthers. They, they just don't have anything back there until Patrick Peterson comes back after a six-game suspension. So I think at the end of the year, the Cardinals are going to be playing really well, but they very well might be 0-6 by the time Peterson comes back. Which is a great transition because one thing we like to talk about is the get comfortable being uncomfortable bet of the week. And for this week, what I want to talk about is the teams that make us uncomfortable. And one of them that I had listed was the Cardinals. Because looking at this week against Seattle, I'm not exactly enamored with the way that Seattle has played so far. So you're like, oh man, the Cardinals at home getting points more than a field goal. This sounds like a good idea. 
except for the fact that I've watched the Cardinals each of the last few weeks, and there's nothing about what they've done that has impressed me. Patrick Peterson's still not there right now. So what are you, what's your discomfort level when it comes to the Cardinals? It's pretty high, but the number is going to come in and play, obviously, what the number is each and every week and what the offense are going to be facing will also come into play a lot. Because, look, this is a team – how many first pick overalls get to come in and play with Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, and Christian Kirk? I mean, they've got a stable of really talented weapons that if, if Murray can keep himself upright and the offensive line can protect him long enough to get the ball out, they're a dangerous offense. And David Johnson's not being used the way that I thought he would be used. And I think Cliff Kingsbury's got to figure that out really quickly because he's got the best pass-catching running back in the game and he's not using him the way that I thought. And Kyler Murray's got to be able to run the ball more. But their defense being so bad, it is going to be one of those weeks where you have to see who they're playing. But the Cardinals are a team that I, I think week in and week out, you got to be very – you got to look at that game and really break that game down because they could be one of those value plays as we go through the year. So I'm curious, is there a team or a player or a quarterback that makes you uncomfortable? Well, this week, it's betting on the Cowboys to win on the road at the New Orleans Saints. I mean, if I had to pick one game that I want to take down Dallas, and I know Teddy Bridgewater is a backup quarterback, but the Saints at home are just a different animal, and they scored in, in a variety of ways last week against Seattle. Now, how much of that was the Seahawks making mistakes leading to those scores by New Orleans, or the Saints just having a lot of opportunities to be opportunistic. So this week for me, my really uncomfortable play is I want to lay the points with the Cowboys on the road, only two and a half, but I'm, I'm very much going to be holding my nose when I do it. Cause I'm scared to death in prime time. I, I have a favorite bet. I love taking home dogs in prime time, especially small favor, small home dogs. Uh, the last two weeks, it didn't hit where we saw the Rams uh, coming to Cleveland and win. And then on Monday night, same thing. Uh, but here on Sunday night, I want to take the Cowboys and lay the points. And that's actually very relevant to me because you know who makes me uncomfortable? Kirk Cousins. Because looking at the Vikings plus two taking on the Bears, you're like, that's juicy. I think a lot of people think that the Vikings are better than the Bears. We like what we've seen out of their run game. We like what we've seen out of their defense. Mitchell Trubisky hasn't exactly set our world on fire. But here's the thing. I own Kirk Cousins on numerous fantasy teams, and he has been terrible. And the narrative of what if they get down or what if we see that havoc-wrecking defense that we saw last week against Washington for Minnesota where Kirk Cousins can't do anything. That's what worries me, especially because you just said you've got these teams in a big-time game. The Bears with less than three points at home, that's attractive to me. My first instinct was the Vikings, but then my next instinct was Kirk Cousins makes me uncomfortable. Well, look, same thing with Tampa Bay, right, with Jameis Winston. And this is one thing where I was talking to a bookmaker here in Las Vegas who said, under no circumstance am I ever going to lay six and a half points with, with Winston ever. And that's why he was like, the Giants have to be the play last week because you cannot trust that guy to not throw a really bad pick or make a bad mistake. And the Giants wound up winning that game thanks to a missed field goal at the end, but not even coming close to covering that six-and-a-half-point line. So I'm with you. Trubitsky and Jameis Winston are the two quarterbacks that scare the hell out of me. All right, let's move things over to college. And Tyler Shoemaker hit us up. Interested to hear your thoughts on both Wisconsin and Ohio State. So we can frame it this way. Ohio State on the road. There are 17.5 point favorites taken on Nebraska over under 67. What are your thoughts on Ohio State? So I often talk about getting the best number. And this game stinks because if you bet this game in the summer – 
It opened at Ohio State minus 10. It came all the way down to Ohio State minus six and a half for this game. And now it's up to 17 because people looked at Nebraska and went, uh-oh. And Ohio State and Justin Fields and Ryan Day are absolutely killing people. Ohio State on the road. I initially said this is a game in Lincoln that they're going to have a tough time with. I don't think so anymore. Uh, Nebraska's got some real problems with depth, real problems on the offensive and defensive lines. And Adrian Martinez has not played the way that Nebraska thought he was going to. I mean, there was talk about him coming out early, being an NFL draft prospect, Heisman Trophy candidate, not even close. So Ohio State coming in is a really bad matchup for Nebraska coming up this weekend. And for Wisconsin, if it wasn't for Ohio State, Wisconsin would be the most dominant team in the Big Ten. And Northwestern last week, I thought they'd keep the game close against Michigan State. I was on Northwestern plus nine and a half in that game. And their offense, their backup quarterback just is a brutal guy. He just can't move the football. He can't find open receivers. Northwestern is going to get, I think they're getting trucked this weekend by Wisconsin. And the spread of that game, Wisconsin minus 24. So I want to bring this up. I was also on Northwestern. I was also on Northwestern against Stanford. 0-2 is an underdog in those games. And remember, fundamentally, Pat Fitzgerald, he's amazing as the underdog. You blindly bet them. But guess what? Northwestern has been atrocious. If you watch that, they can do nothing offensively. The saving grace I will give to this game is Northwestern's success against Jonathan Taylor. In his two games against Northwestern, he's only gained 126 yards. And I think when you look at an opinion of Wisconsin, it's got to start with the offensive line and Jonathan Taylor. And then also their quarterback, Jack Cohn, has improved the passing game right there. So they do have the opportunity to be much more balanced. I was extremely impressed with them. I actually rented a movie last week with Wisconsin minus three and a half against Michigan. So I was on that side and boy, did it feel good to start yeah. the day off at halftime. And you're like, woo, as opposed to. Nothing. Yeah. I well, mean, getting, getting destroyed. Alex Hornerbrook, this just shows you how bad Alex Hornerbrook was in that offense. Jack Cohen's coming in here and you can stack the line. But finally, Wisconsin's got a quarterback who's mobile enough and has a good enough arm to make you pay if you're going to stack the line. And that's the problem for Northwestern because they can go ahead and take away Taylor if you want. But then you got to worry about an offense going over the top on you and, and with receivers actually can make plays. Wisconsin is a team I can't wait to watch them play Ohio State because that's going to be the game that separates and really we'll find out how good Wisconsin is. But this is a dangerous Badger team this year. They're, they're a lot of fun. I know it's tough not to get caught up in the hype and laying 24 points is a lot. Northwestern's offense is, is awful. I'm not sure they score you know, more than 10 points in this game. I would just say be careful with, with Wisconsin because we've only seen the Michigan game and the stats are kind of skewed because they hadn't given up any points against some cupcakes. And then Northwestern again. I know they can only play against who they play against. But just keep that in the back of their mind that it's very easy to fall in love with the narrative of Wisconsin. And right now, as I'm looking at it, remember the beginning of this season? Oh, this is the year that Michigan beats Ohio State. They could go to the national title. Oh, how things have changed. I think Ohio State first, then Wisconsin when you're looking at the Big Ten. Yeah, and look, Stanford got trucked by Central Florida, okay? So if you're going to hang your hat on the Northwestern game and saying, okay, they hanged the hung tough with Stanford, sorry. I'm not going to give you credit for that win. Michigan State's offense is awful, and they moved the ball on Northwestern. So I'm not sure how good that Northwestern defense actually is. And, and, and then when you look at Wisconsin, yeah, they played two cupcakes. 
but they've given up 14 points and they haven't given up any points in real time. It was garbage time to Michigan. That defensive line and offensive line for Michigan is, is a difference maker right now. And they've got offense, yeah, NFL prospects up and down both. I just think Northwestern, this could be a rough year for, for, for the Wildcats this year. One game that I like to look at every week is the chasing game. The very end of the college football slate when all the bets are done, except wait, let's go on ESPN or ESPN two, see Hawaii or Washington state. And this week we've actually got an intriguing matchup. Utah laying five at home, taking on Washington state, big emotional losses for both teams, Washington state, great offense, Utah, great defense. But here's the thing. Utah's pretty dinged up. Quarterback Tyler Huntley says he's going to play. We don't know what's up with running back Zach Moss, and that is a huge loss if he doesn't mm. play because he's really good. Uh, I was not impressed at all with Utah's secondary against USC. When I watched it, I was like, this is standing out. Like Some of the touchdowns were disgusting, and we know Washington State is going to pass a ton. I actually just laid Washington State plus five as one of my picks. I like that a lot. Now, look, you give up 63 points. or you score 63 points and you lose? That's brutal, okay? 67-63, the loss. Pac-12 after dark was Pac-12 after dark on tequila last week. It was crazy. <laughs> there were so many fun games to watch. I was in a sports book. I was at the MGM, and I was watching it, and it was just going absolutely crazy. I was in love with what happened in that game going back and forth. But that was a big win for Chip Kelly and UCLA. The Washington State's one angry. Two, Utah, you're right. Matt Fink comes off the bench, third-string quarterback for USC, and he's just throwing, you know, go routes to his receivers. and They're getting wide open. Without the running back for Utah, they couldn't move the football against USC on the road, and they really had a tough time keeping the quarterback upright. I'm with you on Washington State. They rushed the passer incredibly well. They're angry, and they're going to score a ton of points. I just don't think Utah can keep up. I'm with you on Washington State plus the five. All right, and then last one. AS Kids hit us up and said, some winning college football picks would be nice. <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to create something to get us a winning college football pick, and it's actually going to be very relevant to a lot of what we just said. So here is a five-team money line parlay. Ohio State minus 880. Wisconsin Check. minus 2020. Check. <laughs> Michigan minus 28.95 taking on Rutgers as a 28-point favorite. They better win that game. My gosh. Oh, of course they could. <laughs> My Michigan mindset right now is we're buying them as low as it gets. So okay. very the opposite. Next one, Clemson minus 2,200 at North Carolina laying 26 and a half. <laughs> and then the last one here. Michigan State minus 635. They're 14 point favorites taking on Indiana. And here's the thing initially, I was looking at Notre Dame here, but I do not like the spot taken on Virginia. And I was like, all right, because without this game, it was the payout wasn't going to be nearly what it is. So right now, with those five games, a $10 bet, you would win $4.62. <laughs> and remember, all you act as a winning pick. So that is going to be my opportunity. Two, you guys are winners, a five-pick or five-team money line parlay. He just said winners, right? He didn't say how much money he wanted to win. Minus two, was that minus 225 on that or something on the odds on that in some way? Yeah, so, but here's the thing. A win is a win. And in sports betting, all you want is a win. And guess what? If I get to watch all of those games and be entertained for 10 bucks, sign me up for that if someone at the end of the day is like, by the way, I'll buy your beer. Congratulations. 
or lay a hundred bucks on it and you can make it, you know, 40, 45 bucks. That's not too bad. <laughs> there you go. So let's recap this. Do you have any picks that you want to give out for us? Um, look, I, I like your Washington state pick a lot. I mean, I, I think, you know, when you look at the Patriots at the Buffalo Bills, I, if this game, if you can get it at six and a half, I think you got to be all over the, the Patriots this weekend. And I know the, the, this is a lot of hype on Buffalo. It's a lot of hype on getting after it, but I'm a Patriot fan. I don't like to bet on the Patriots, but in these types of spots where all of a sudden everybody, I mean, Bill's money line is going to be a really popular play with the public this weekend saying, okay, Buffalo's got it in Josh Allen. I just don't think they're very good at all. I like the Cowboys to beat the New Orleans Saints simply because Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm not so sure New Orleans really is that good without a, a Drew Brees starting quarterback. So those are two plays that, that I like. And, and then look out for – I like Wisconsin here in, in, in Northwestern. I think Wisconsin's going to be a team you got to be worried about just because I don't, I don't think the Wildcats can score. And for me, I'm taking Washington State plus five, plus that five-team money line parlay. So, Matt, where can everybody connect with you? Best ways Twitter at Sports Talk Matt is my Twitter handle. We do a national show called Pushing the Odds Monday through Friday from 1 to 4 Eastern with SB Nation Radio and with you guys on covers.com. Patrick Everson and I, the Covering the Number Pod drops every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And I want to hear from you. Give me your six point teaser, money line dog upset pick, or get comfortable being uncomfortable. Pick of the week, you can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy and make sure to use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community. Also, make sure to tag at covers. I'm super active on the weekends when I'm watching the games. I would love to jam with you. And guess what? I want to give a shout out to the following people who have all interacted with me. Stu Vass, El Guapo, Dr. Brenton Smitty, Damon W78, Mark and Finty at Oak Park Vandy and David Carey. I really appreciate you guys. And one thing that would help us out, if you dig the show, subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us a ton and for other people to discover it. And if you do, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Also make sure to check into Bet America. When you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. And remember, if you wanna be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The Bocadella Devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. If you like the way the sound pump, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.